So, quick reminder, I hate the name King's Palace. I'm Josh Hill. <laughs> and I, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and I'm going to get this out of the way very quickly. My mouth is sore. I've had my wisdom teeth pulled two days ago. So, yeah, deal with it, people. That also means that I'm, I'm on some... Uh, I was going to say something that would have been inappropriate because obviously it's a very serious issue, but I'll say that I'm under the influence of some uh, painkillers. I'll say that. I didn't want to make too much of a joke of it because I know that there's like serious things, but I'm just saying, you know, might be a little more loopy than we are normally. So that's just kind of where it's at. But we're here to do the pod because there's no rest for the challengers. So there's not going to be any rest for us either here on the You Killed It podcast. So what you're saying, Sheldon, is what I should really try to do is make you laugh as hard as possible because it's going to hurt your mouth. That's that's what you're saying. That's the challenge that you presented me. Well, that's how my I, brain feel as, I feel as if that's what's going to happen anyways. So let's just go with that. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, uh, it starts off with the regrettably named King's Palace, now minus Steve, celebrating the Tech's big win over Steve. We've got Melinda, we've got Nehemiah, we've got Letarian and Tech all dancing in the same room. I loved Letarian's line here. You've seen me on other shows. You know I wouldn't fucking dance, but he says that when you've got Tech in your room, you can't help it. And Brad is, I guess, in the same room, which is like, he's friends with Nehemiah. He likes these people, but he's on See, the other side. See, I don't think head. he actually is in the same room. I think they just cut it to make it look that way, but it was he's well done. He's certainly aware of the dancing. I think they made it look that way. I don't think he actually was in the room. That's what I, I, that's my producer brain on. That's my editor brain on. I don't think he was, but I think they made it look that way and did a very good job of making it look that way. But notice you never actually saw a wide shot with all of them in the shot at the same time. That's my first indicator that they made it up. That's just me though. That's just me. Now I have another, I have like a producing editor kind of question for you, Sheldon. As a producer, as an editor, as someone in the visuals business, how much time and energy would you put into focusing the camera on the back of Brad's head so that we could all see his tattoo that he has on his scalp like he's Bam Bam Bigelow? I mean, I bet you they spent a lot of time trying to like edit that out. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting look by him, right? I mean, it's funny when they show, you know, the 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 font that comes up at the bottom and it has like the older picture of these guys. Yeah. I find when I see Brad's, it's like so weird or they show a flashback. Cause it's just like, this looks like a completely different human being. Well, you know, like it's a look, I mean, it's a vibe that he's going for. Not my vibe, you, but I'm just saying it's a vibe. Have you ever seen a midlife crisis hit someone so hard? Wow. Wow. I wasn't going to make those judgments. I mean, Hey, whatever, whatever you're into, whatever you're going through, more power to you, Brad. More power to you. I want to talk more, though, about the jamming in the King's Palace because I had the question for you, and maybe this is me being super lazy. Maybe this is me, like, taking you for granted. But my whole thing was when the, the, the original version of Fantasy 
by Mariah Carey is being sampled. I was expecting you to come on here and tell me who actually, like, what is the original version? Like, I was going to look it up, but I was honestly like, oh, John will look that up. I know he always does find all those things. And then now I, I feel bad because it's a blatantly lazy move by me to just assume that you would do that because those are the things that you do. And I'm not taking, and, and, and I feel bad because I'm taking you for granted, right? As if you're not busy, as if there aren't other things on the go that you got going on that I was just here slacking, just like, ah, oh, John, I'll have that information. Cause you know, when the song comes on, I was like, Oh, I thought they were going to play the actual version, but no, I'm like, Oh, this is just a sample right? Of wherever the sample of Mariah Carey fantasy came from. Well, see, here's the thing. I didn't need to look it up because I knew that the song heavily samples Tom Tom Club's 1981 song, Genius of Love. Did you really know but, that? That's not real. No, I did know that. Oh, okay. What? How? I didn't know Why? it was 1981, but like I knew it was the Tom Tom That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. This is why I, we're boys. This is why. So, so you're saying you're, you're cutting me some slack here. Yeah. Because like you didn't even have to look it up. Okay. Fair. No. That's fair. Um, I did look up the, the year, but I knew it was Tom Tom Club. Um, okay. I also, like, we can agree. I, th- I hope. Oh, I, just, I just put it out there. We can agree, though, that ODB's guest appearance on Fantasy Remix is the greatest feature of all time, right? Yeah? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Of all time. I mean... I mean, it's pretty legendary. It's very legendary. I don't know. I don't know. I I just feel bad. And I always have a problem with anything that is of all time. Do you know what I mean? It's legendary for sure. But one thing that I will say is even makes it even more legendary. If people haven't heard this, I remember they did it on the Joe Budden podcast, but there was also like Joe Budden basically did this thing where he was just reading an article, like an excerpt from an article that was, um, with a guy who worked on that music video and he goes oh. in depth telling the story of how that came to be <laughs> like, and it's an amazing read. And again, if I was more prepared, I'd have it and read it, but also it would take way too long. Cause it's such a good story, but I'm just saying, look it up. Cause it's actually incredible. I'll just give like one snippet of it. It was like, it's talking about how, my guy says they get them. They finally get ODB. They sign the deal with them to do the song. And he comes into the studio to record his part. And he, my guy is just like, so out of it. So he comes in and he just falls asleep in the studio and they're just wasting so much time because my guy's sleeping. So he wakes up and they're like, Hey, do you want something to drink? Like, what do you want? So then they go on this like wild goose chase to get him like whatever he wanted to drink come back my guy's still asleep they finally start recording and my guy goes in the booth and he goes me and mariah go back like babies on pacifiers <laughs> all right i'm taking a break and then goes back and like he just gave the one line and then goes back passes out again on the couch and they're like really that's it so the whole verse, as simple as it is, it was all basically punches because he would just do like one line and then like sit back down and be like, oh, I need another drink. Oh, I need another blunt. <laughs> like it was, but you got to read the, the actual article is so incredible about just how frustrating it was getting that done, getting the song done. And then on top of that, then shooting the music video and getting him on board to do that. 
absolutely incredible. And like, it's just such a great, it makes it even more legendary. The story behind them putting together the song. And obviously it's just like all freestyle, New York in the house. It's like, that's all just random shit, obviously. So the layers to it, I'm with you. I'm in on it. And maybe I'll post it online. Someone remind me if you guys can't find it, if you're listening to this pod and you don't know what I'm talking about, I guarantee you just send me a DM, send me a message and I will direct you to the article or the story. Cause it is well worth it. I'm not even exaggerating. It is one of the best reads or stories I've ever heard. And the, the one last thing I'll say, cause it's super funny as well was them shooting the music video and they have a budget. And they're like, hey, man, so we got to get you clothes. Like, there's anything that you want. And then they, they, um, he's like, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. I know what I'm going to wear. Shows up to the music video. They're waiting for him. They come into his, to his trailer. Like, all right, you ready to go? He's like, where's my clothes? <laughs> like, I thought we asked you if you wanted anything. So then they had to, they gave him like a credit card, sent him to the ball to like go buy an outfit, like right before. They were, like, it was just a complete gong show. But anyways, <laughs> I say all that to say, when you say one of the most legendary songs, the story behind it makes it even more legendary. Speaking of legendary, Tyler, low-key legend, I forgot that he has won the challenge twice. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. pretty impressive. I, we haven't seen a lot of Tyler this season, but I like him. Like, I'm glad he was back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had like a bit of a window. I'm not sure I love his mustache, but I like him. We have a bit of a window where he's talking about how, you know, his strategy has always been just to be friendly with everyone, happy, smiling, avoiding being in alliances, but it's not working for him. So he knows he has to double down. And then we cut to Jasmine um, and John A talking about their friendship, how they're getting along better. And this is where I'm going to talk about some music because Don't Want to Be a Player No More is the song in the background. I think this is my song of the episode. Me too. Me too, because they didn't play the original because it wasn't the Mariah Carey and ODB version. Yeah, I kind of got to give the nod, but this song is an absolute banger, right? Like Fat Joe, or sorry, Big Pun and Joe. I'm just so used to saying fat Joe and big pun. That's what, you know, threw me off there. But Joe was a moment in time for, you know, the days they don't make R&B music anymore, but it was a moment in time. Shouts to Joe, but big pun. This is just a great song. The sample, the hook, everything about this song is just all time banger. You could put this song on in any jam, any jam, and people will get hype. So I, I have a hot take. We're going to go into a deep dive on music. This is becoming more and more a music podcast. <laughs> and I have to tell you, we got some positive affirmation in that respect. I just remembered okay. this. Uh, listener, I got to check her name. Jade Zwangli, I believe I'm saying that correctly, said that she loves the pod. Yes. Sorry, Jade Zwingley. I'm sorry, Jade. Jade Zwingley says that the main reason that she likes All-Stars more than she likes the regular show now. The main reason is because at her age, which I think is our age, she can relate to the people on the show more. And she glad she's glad they're recovering it. And she loves our theories and deep dives into random stuff. Jade, this is for you. We're going to go on a deep dive right now. Like you, I love this song. I love Still Not a Player. 
but this is not my favorite version of it. Are you familiar with the compilation album Loud Rocks? Do you know it? No. Okay. Sheldon, I'm going to invite you to listen to this album. I'm going to invite our listeners to listen to this album. It's on Spotify. It was produced by RZA. Okay. And what it is, it's uh, rock bands doing redoing the music of rap songs. And sometimes okay. they use the original like vocal tracks of the rappers. Sometimes it's like a true collaboration. And there's a cover i think for still not a player they used the original vocal tracks but it's with incubus and i know you're laughing but it is <laughs> super good it's not the best track Oops, it's not the best track uh on i'm gonna the album. listen to that for sure the best track on the album and like all time it's gonna blow your mind is wu-tang clan ain't nothing to fuck with which obviously mm -hmm. a great song we we all love that song Amazing song. But what if I what if I told you on that uh, album on Loud Rocks they have Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with with guitars by Chad Morello from Rage Against the Machine and Chad Smith the drummer from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. It okay. fucking slaps. And obviously because RZA was the producer of this whole album, like for all the Wu Tang tracks. Yeah. They have like. The Wu Tang Clan just redid their vocals, or he had access to like different versions. But I got gotcha. it is a fantastic album, and I okay. cannot recommend it strongly enough. I will give it a listen for sure and report back. All right, you. I don't know how you're going to feel about Everlast covering uh, Shook Ones, Ooh. but but it it works surprisingly well because he does it on the piano. Interesting. Is this Which album better than the Linkin Park Jay-Z album? Yeah. Hard, like, okay. definitely. Hard, yes. Because yeah. RZA, like, I mean, the Wu-Tang Clan is better at bridging musical genres than Jay-Z is. And better than mm -hmm. Linkin Park, for that matter. It's yeah. well worth checking it out. Anyway, that's, that's our fair. deep dive just for you, Jade. Um, speaking I will of say, though, dive, Encore, is it Encore and Numb? Yeah. Is that the, I will say that always holds a special place for me. I don't know. It's just a moment in time, but anyways, I won't take us off track. Um, Speaking, also holding a say, special place in my heart. Okay. We get some backgrounds. Okay. No, go on. Go I was on. I'll say, let you go. Speaking of deep dives, the challenge competition is called deep dive. So that was my Boom. segue, but it sounds no, like, I like you it. I like segue. it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That was perfect. It was like you produced it or something, you know? I like it. We have our moments. I'm in. I'm in. And I like that it's done in pairs. And we get to this later. I mean, the, the reveal at the end is that your partners that you selected for this will be your partners going forward, which I think is a huge, huge thing. And it becomes very big because, well, first off, the challenge is pretty straightforward, right? You jump or you deep dive. Haha. -ha. And you have a chance to you have to take find four puzzle pieces. You have to dive underwater into four treasure chests, get the puzzle pieces, come back up, solve the puzzle. The catch it's timed. The other catch is there's a 30 foot platform, or you could climb down to the 15 foot platform. But of course, time matters, so you have a decision to make. Um, 
what would which platform would you jump off of? Because I would like to think that I would jump off the 30 foot one. I would like to think that I would, but I can't make those promises. You know, I'm sitting on my couch saying that I'd like to know what I would do in real life. I, first, first of all, I would for sure jump off the 30 foot one and I have it in the notes. Really, what's the difference between jumping from 30 feet and 15 feet? Uh, 15 feet is a difference. Yes, thank you, Sheldon. <laughs> but like, you're Quick not. Maths. <laughs> it's gonna. It's still gonna hurt if you don't do it right. Like it's. Sure. And the right. real difference, you're right, is 15 feet, but it's also like two minutes of like climbing mm -hmm. down the ladder, and also not to brag, but I've rappelled into the world's largest cenote. So I'm okay. sort of a cenote big deal. Like I'm a big deal in the world of cenotes. <laughs> 30 feet's not that bad. Okay. Okay. Shout out to cenotes, though, by the way. Sorry? I said shout out to cenotes, by the way. Shout out to TJ, who definitely loves saying cenote. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not I would... mad at it. Not mad at it. I just, here's the thing that I would always remind myself, and I know it's easier said than done, but Buddha Murray and MTV are not actually going to risk your life. Like you are yeah. not worth the insurance claim and the scandal and that stuff if you get like seriously hurt or injured. I know someone does get hurt doing this, but mm -hmm. also she sort of belly flopped, not to blame the victim, but like pencil dive is the easiest thing to do so like yeah just step out into space and like hold your arms tight it's not right it sucks too because like i really like that duo kendall mm. and Materian. i thought that was a good duo one of my favorite duos actually in terms of partnerships and you know i feel like this episode was a giveaway because they were setting you up for something involving jasmine and kendall right from the beginning right um yeah you didn't know how it was going to go down, but we got the conversation of Kendall and her sons and, you know, that built up into this whole thing that she was super afraid to do it. And she tells a story about she heard the voice of her son just talking her through it and telling her, don't worry, mom, it'll be OK. And that's what got her through it. But then she jumped. And as you mentioned, fell awkwardly, hurt herself. Um, they still did a really good job. Right. And um, it just sucks. It sucks the way that it went down. But. What other duo kind of made, I guess, waves in this in this uh, episode? I know, I terrible. Mean, I'm disappointed in myself for that one. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little impressed. Um, I don't know. I found no one really stuck out to me, aside from Tech almost landing on Ayana and <laughs> perhaps tripling her. Yeah. Aside yeah. from that close call, and aside from Tyler and Jasmine shitting the cenote, Mm -hmm. No one really stuck out to me. I mean, they tell us that Brad and Jody seemed like they were the fastest and they ended up winning. But yeah. from my perspective, you know, each pairing that went got about the same amount of time. So, yeah, it was pretty straightforward. And I mean, you, you've already, we've alluded to it, right? Jasmine and Tyler struggled. They come in last. And the interesting part to me about it was that Tyler was the one that asked to be with her. Right. And I think mm -hmm. like that's such a key element to all of this that might go under the radar. No, but he, he wasn't his first pick, though. Right. True. He True. asked for Casey first and then Casey was like, deuces, I'm going with Kahata. Yeah, very true. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
They come in last. They end up going right to the elimination. As you mentioned, Brad and Jody came down to Brad and Jody and Darrell and Janelle, um, who are just a beautiful couple, by the way. And I know they're not a couple, but I'm just saying like, yeah, it's a beautiful partnership. If I do say so myself. Um, But yeah, I just thought it was very interesting. And the twist I thought made it even more interesting that now you have to stay with those, with those pairs. Um, So yeah. What did you think of who won Brad and Jody winning? I just feel like Jody. I don't know why everybody doesn't want to be partners with Jody, to be honest. Like I don't, I just don't get that. Yeah. She seems to turn people off somehow. And I don't understand because she seems like a very normal, reasonable person. It's not like, like tech seemed more excited about being with Ayana, even acknowledging that she's a wild card and can fly off the handle, which we've seen than Brad Multiple was times. to be with Jody. Like, I don't understand, like Jody, I would rather be with Jody. I mean, obviously Kendall got hurt in this, but like Jody and Kendall are probably the front runners among the women. I'd rather mm-hmm. pair up with Jody because she's not going to cry every 30 seconds like Kendall, right? Like, And you mentioned Ayana though. I thought it was funny that she just openly was like, I'm picking tech because I want to look at him. Yeah. <laughs> like I she, just thought that was hilarious. Whew, you know, being in a cenote like that makes you thirsty, apparently. I guess so. Um, uh, from cenote <laughs> to scenario. I mean, that was a banner uh, track as well. This was also, so I made, I said a wild thing about <laughs> fantasy and the remix. Um, is mm-hmm. scenario the best ever, like, crew song? Ooh, no, I can't say that. But I'm also like, I like tribe. I do, but I I won't say they're like a soul. So (laughs) fair. Well played. Um, But I won't say, I can't say that. Like I'm like one of their biggest fans. Like I can't, I won't gas them on that level. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I get it. I understand it. It's cool. It's dope. You know, Bo knows this and Bo knows like it's amazing. It's dope moment in time, but I can't say that that's the best crew song. Cause I don't rep them like that. And I know I got some friends that'll be like, what are you crazy? Well, well, that's just me. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. You gotta be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, So Broden, Brod, Brody, Brad and Jody is what I'm trying to say. Nominate Tech and Ayana and then Nehemiah and Melinda to burn the life shields because the life shields now save partners. And Brad says their target is to take out Kendall and Latarian because Latarian is one of the poorly named members of King's Palace. And, you know, Kendall's obviously a threat to Jody. Mm-hmm. And they're going to put MJ and John A up to go as a burn vote. Like they've done the math, they've spoken to MJ and John A about it. You know, MJ says he feels okay about it. He's been nominated many times, but thinks they won't get voted in. Uh, Kendall is in visible pain and crying in her bunk bed and like shows to like her bunk mates trying to, to angle into the camera here shows that her ribs are misaligned after that fall yeah. which sucks and apparently she has a, a condition that makes it easier for her to dislocate yeah and- I think I think I got this right a connective tissue disorder that I think that's what terrible. it was 
Yeah. As, that sounds like a huge who, liability to go on a challenge. No. Yeah. I mean, good on her. Like she's, she's competed well uh, on this season and, and on uh, the first season of all stars. That would not be fun. Like as someone who likes no. to crack his joints, that's asking for trouble. So Agreed. we wish her a speedy recovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She had to go um, to the hospital. And once that happened, you kind of knew where this was going. Right. The thing is, and you know, I understand. And, and like, it sounds like she, I'm not going to single out Kendall here. It sounds like she was held up for good reason, mm-hmm. but you know, doctors will always tell you that if you're in pain to not do things like, I don't know, fall from 30 feet into water. So like Fair. Sheldon, you're totally right. As soon as you go to the hospital on this show, you're basically not coming back. Like, even if it's mm-hmm. not that big a deal, no doctor is going to be like, oh yeah, you're fine to go run for like 10 miles in the desert while like eating gross shit and falling from heights while doing trivia and getting shouted at by TJ Lavin. Yeah, no, that's fine. Like, as soon as you go to the hospital, the doctor is going to say like, no, nah, you got to go home. <laughs> like that's, yeah, that is always the way when I played um, lacrosse, obviously you get injured all the time. And the doctors mm-hmm. would always say like, oh yeah, just don't use that muscle. Like don't use that body part for six to eight weeks. And if it still hurts, come back to me. Like it's rest is always what doctors recommend when it's an, mm-hmm. an, an impact injury and you're a regular human being. So as soon as, as soon as it's hospital time, unless it's like maybe food poisoning, you're off the challenge. So yeah. <laughs> the writing was yeah. on the wall. Yeah. And it, one thing that was really cool too, I, I like, we already like Latarian, but I think him saying he didn't even really care about the game. Like he was just more worried about Kendall and hoping that she was okay. It's like something that you expect from him. Like we've kind of gotten to know him more the last two seasons to know he's a real one in that instance, but to have him point that out, I thought was really interesting and cool. He's a much kinder. I mean, the Letetti bear, he's really softened between the two uh, seasons. It's Letare bear. Sorry, my bad. Letare bear. <laughs> He's really softened in between seasons. It's it's nice mm-hmm. to see. Um, yeah, they have the boat, and it's surprising no one. It's Latare Bear, and in theory, Kendall. Yeah, um, going in. This was my line of the episode, by the way. All right, lay it on us. Uh, Latarian says, "I've never been afraid to go in against the biggest and baddest because my heart don't pump Kool Aid." <laughs> I was like, that is that's some gangster shit right there. I like um, it. I like it. He's a real one. So when they get to the arena, when it's time for the elimination, TJ has this like big announcement, you know, like he announces, you know, in the blue corner, Tyler. And like he goes through mm-hmm. it and then they do, and now Kendall. And they like shoot the spotlight over to her entrance in crickets. Yeah. She's not medically mm-hmm. uh, cleared. So Jasmine's off the hook. Mm-hmm. But Tyler still has to go against Latarian. And I think Tyler makes the very fair point that he and Jasmine lost as a pair, but he held up his end of the deal. And now mm-hmm. he's the one who has to do fucking pole wrestle against Latarian. <laughs> right. It's like, I feel bad for him because he already knows that he made a bad decision in terms of ending up with Jasmine, but that decision 
He picked her. He lost because of her. Now she's safe and he has to pull WrestleTarian. That is just like that and sucks, I, I bro. Thought, I thought Tyler was gracious about it. Like he could have been much more petty, nastier. Like, yeah. Flip that on her, whatever. Like he was he was a little salty. He was a bit of a salt bay mm-hmm. in uh but not as not as bad as he could have been. You're right. No. But like just sucks for Tyler. And like Tyler's gone up against some like heavy hitters as they keep pointing mm-hmm. out. But not against a, a motivated Latarian. And no. I mean, I'll say this for Tyler. As pushed by Matchbox 20 warms up. He holds on. Like he puts on a good showing, but Latarian just like whoops him. I don't know how else to put it. Like just pounds him into I don't the know who else would have a chance though. Like in all reality, who else would have a chance against Latarian in that event? Like Darrell, maybe. Do you know what I mean? MJ, maybe. I I don't know that anyone could. And like it's just right? like he's doing like deadlifts with Tyler. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe I there know. was a chance that Tyler, you try to hold on for dear life and just hope that Latarian tires himself out. But that dude is a beast. And even if you are doing beat- that, you're getting slammed into the ground and your body can only take so much of that. I think Latarian like beat the wind out of him. Like I think that Tyler was mm-hmm. gassed just from like the repeated slams on the ground. It's just it was brutal. It was, it was a little hard to watch, to be honest. Like yeah. thank God they had Matchbox Twenty to like get us in our feels at the same time. You know, you're a big Matchbox totally Twenty agree. guy, right? You fuck with Huge. Rob Thomas. Top of my Spotify playlist, man. <laughs> Do you watch? Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. No, not not as much as I should. Have you? So you haven't seen Rob Thomas's guest appearance on that show? No. It is well worth checking out if you get the chance. He plays himself, okay, and it's fantastic. Uh, I don't want. I don't know how else I could just like well, look on I YouTube. Gotcha. Rob Thomas, always sunny. Anyway, we got some homework. We got some homework. Latarian after winning cuts what I can only describe as a wild ass pro wrestling promo. Like I should have backed it up and like transcribed it all. It was two minutes of just like, he straight up sounded like the ultimate warrior or like a member, like Hawk and animal from the Legion of doom. Like he was just like, you call me in, you're going to get me like just a perfect promo. And then he like stops is like breathing hard, staring at the camera and you hear a goat and he goes, is that a goat? And that's my line of the episode. Is that a goat? <laughs> After so the Terror Bear has this just vicious promo about like, he'll take on all comers. He'll do this. He'll do that. Pause. So good. Is that a goat? <laughs> just a chef's kiss. Bilitarian. <laughs> I honestly felt bad for him because there's a good little speech he put together. And then that's what he gets. No, I like the punctuation on the end. I was okay with it. So I think I have an idea, but who killed it for you this week, Sheldon? Yeah, I'm, come on. After that performance, it's got to be Latarian. Back against the wall, total domination in the elimination, you know, holding it down for not only himself, but obviously he's riding now for Kendall as well. As Kendall's gone, pour a little out for the homie Kendall. Um and yeah, I mean, I, I feel bad for my guy because now he's partnered with Jasmine and that drop off is huge. 
but at least he's going to have a moment. And I think that's huge. Yeah, I'm going to go for as I struggle as well. to talk. <laughs> you're watching me struggle. If you're watching the video, you can just see what was going down. My like mouth is just like shutting down. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in the home stretch, Sheldon. I'm going to pick Latarian as my MVP as well for everything that you just said. I agree with everything you just said, but I'm also going to include him because he got to bust a move as part of his, I'm not even going to say what the Alliance is called as part of his Alliance. And I'm loving seeing this other side of Letaire Bear. The other thing though, is that I don't know how much longer we're going to see of Letaire Bear with Jasmine as his partner. No disrespect to Jasmine, who I like, who I think is a good person. Also too, I think that the numbers just aren't in the favor of uh, the King's Palace at all. So that's not a good look for them. Yeah, not a good look at all. Where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander, on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Of course, like and subscribe wherever you get this You Killed It podcast. And uh, of course, yeah, hit us up on YouTube. Watch the videos. Subscribe. You Killed It pod. Yeah. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jay Chidley Hill. Uh, all this time I'll be tweeting about the Beijing Olympics so I hope you like the Olympics and hope you like Canadian athletes and you can find me on TikTok at Jesus Chuddlesworth until next week this was You Killed It You Killed It couldn't give you the full force I'm sorry people I'm sorry